Mental Health Chats. And our topic is all about managing our team with clear communication today. And I have got the wonderful Angela Cripps with me. Hello, Angela. Hello, Claire. Lovely to be here. Thank you for asking me. Lovely, lovely of you to be here. And thank you so much for coming and joining us because communication is so, so important for so many people, especially in the workplace and for managers. And it can really affect our mental health. You really can. And that's why I've chosen this topic. So just to get you to know you a bit, who is Angela Cripps? Oh, who am I? That's an existential question, isn't it? Um, so I'm Angela Cripps, the MD of Recruiting Gym and Connemara UK. I've been in the recruitment industry for over 34 years, training and coaching both from um, admin all the way up to directors. So whether it's recruitment related or business strategies and three year plans and doing that for over 25 years. Wow, it makes you sound so old, Angela. Not. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> do you want to tell everyone exactly what you do? You know, that was quite a broad introduction. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I do is I work with a team of 12 amazing coaches, including yourself. In the recruiting gym, we deliver face-to-face -face training online via Zoom in classroom styles, as well as we've got over 100 online courses. But we're online training powered by humans. So we actually do the live webinars, uh, usually between five and nine a week, where wow. people can interact with us, can ask questions, can get their challenges resolved. So it's very interactive, even though it's online. And you are promoting communication in what you do now. Let's think about managers in organisations. Why is clear communication so important for managers? I mean, I think I'm probably stating the obvious, but for, first and foremost, to, to avoid misrepresentations, confusions, worries. A lot of the time, people will stress about what's not being said. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're not clear in your communication, if you if you leave it so that it's available for them to interpret in their own way. And a phrase that really hit home with me many, many years ago is communication is what they think you meant. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you say. Our brain makes half the stuff up as it goes along, doesn't it? You've got those brain waves. It's kicking in and out. You're missing bits and it will fill it in. So that was a revelation to me when I realized, actually, it doesn't matter what I say, it's what they hear that's important, and they may hear something different to what I've said. So those conversations, you know, it, it could be in work, but it could be your partners as well. We go, well, you said that. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah. You're both right. The whole point is you said what you said. They heard something different, and therefore that's why they think you said something different. So all of this can happen very, very easily if your communication isn't clear and obviously clarifying it, supporting it with things in writing. So if you are saying something really important, then get it down in writing, whether that's a document to send someone or whether that's a follow up with an email, just to make sure because we all get stuff wrong. And it's not about the fact that um, you weren't listening you heard what you heard. That might not have been what they said, though. So clear communication can solve all of those problems, hopefully as uh, as quickly as possible as well. Because when it goes wrong, oh, that's not good, is it? And that's where the stress comes in. That people think you said this, and then their brain goes off. And I know I've got I've got people in my family that will make up these whole scenarios from what they think they heard. And it will just spiral and it will just keep going. And so that's not even what they said. Or I didn't interpret it that way. 
So getting that clarification and making sure and and if you've got that openness, then people can challenge. People can ask, well, did you really mean to say that? They're like, God, no, I didn't. You have said so many good points there, Angela, so many. And I just want to summarize them. I think one of the key things is that our brains think four times faster than the average person speaks. Mm -hmm. So we're filling in with all the things that we think people say. So being really clear is key. And you mentioned there not just communicating verbally, but also communicating via email. There are so many ways to communicate now. So let's back ourselves up. I think that's key too. And I think the final thing that you've really hit the nail on the head with there is that so often what's going on in our brains can cause us too much stress. And if we can break down those barriers of communication and be a lot clearer and build that trust with the communication, we will lower our stress and we'll clear our brain. And that is what is so key. So thank you for those. And I hope I haven't got into your tips because <laughs> you gave so much information that first answer. Thank you so much. So I want you to um, express, because you've had so, so much experience with so many different types of people over the years. Um, and recruitment, I think, can be one of the hardest lines of communication because we're dealing with the client, a person, and the candidate, a person and when we're managing our teams mm. and the managers above so we're dealing with a lot of people to communicate with so what are your three top tips for managers to have clearer communication yeah it is one of those industries where having all of those different customers uh, is uh, is unusual but it can cause obviously a lot of stress that goes with that so I thought I'd put my tips into uh, written non-verbal and verbal so we've got a tip for each of those there because as you've said communication can come in many forms so written communication then my top tip is read it twice because mm. <laughs> when you read it back you'll know oh, okay yeah spelling grammar missed a bit all the rest of it so those little practical tips but also when you read it back try and put yourself in the other person's shoes try and read it as though they're receiving it and you may notice the tone you may notice oh that sounds a little bit harsh um and therefore yeah the written communication can be taken wrong very easily so that's my top tip read it twice and if it is a difficult one uh maybe, maybe it's been an issue a problem a concern a complaint then just sit on it for a little while you decide the time frame how quickly it needs to go but if it doesn't need to go today sit yeah. on it overnight come back to it in the morning and once you've had time to reflect you may look at that and go oh I can't believe I was going to send that good point good point <laughs> and, uh, can I add to the read it twice yeah what I find works really really well is to read it out loud Ah, yeah yeah okay yeah because again that that tone might come through mm -hmm. um and you might think mm, okay yeah it's di different so si simple tip simple thing to do shouldn't take too much time but could save a lot of problems um mm -hmm. in the long run from the non-verbal point of view it's it's more about awareness it's about communicating consciously because unconsciously wow not not so great those those micro expressions that give you away the eye rolls and the oh, 
and, and realizing that you're reacting to someone and you're naturally going to do that but the impact that can have on the other person when you're communicating with them even um the scenario here i'm not looking at you i'm looking at the camera yeah that means that you think i'm looking at you <laughs> Yeah, And, and yeah. I, I have to give this tip to all our presenters that come on the daily workout, all our webinars. They're always looking at the screen and looking at me and I have to give them in the green room. I'm like, can you can you look at the camera, even if it's not all the time? Yeah. And you might want to go off a little time and I can look at you there. But it's that eye contact is yeah. really important to us as human beings. And of course, with the technology, it's a little bit skewed. It's a little bit weird. So peripheral vision, I can see you there. I can see you smiling. So get it as close as you can. But uh, from a non-verbal point of view, it can have a real impact on someone, especially if you're doing your interviews over uh, technology in some way, shape or form, then you've got to try and build that rapport. And it's about you taking responsibility. So with your team as well, it's about you connecting with them. And just a simple little tip like that can, can make the difference. Also, be honest with your non-verbals that if you have got a resting bitch face, let people know. Time today, somebody <laughs> said the resting bitch face. That's so funny. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? And um, certainly in my training, if, if I've got someone like that, then I'll go to them in the first break and say, I'm just checking in with you. Because, because yeah, you're 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 talking. You might be replying. Your face oh. is saying you're really not enjoying this. And I've never had to don't say, use the other term, Angela. No, don't <laughs> use the other term. Your face is saying you're not enjoying this. I've never had someone say you're right. I've had them go, oh my god, that's my resting bitch face. Oh. <laughs> I mean, or my thinking face is is the answer a lot of the time. Yeah. That's my thinking face. I'm concentrating, yeah. but it looks really quite aggressive. <laughs> So, so I actually my first training job in recruitment one of the other trainers when she smiled completely different it was so different but her usual face was not smiling it just goes to show what a smile does <laughs> now here's something to share in the last three years I've had to work on always having a smile on my face because if I don't I've got awful jowls and my mouth comes oh, down at, well. at the side now so I do look miserable, whereas I never used to before. That's menopause for you, isn't it? So I do <laughs> have a, a slight resting, resting we, smile face now. Because... Lift, Angela. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Otherwise it looks awful all the time. Oh, right. Yes. But that's another, another thing. Right. The final one is uh, the verbal communication. I think clear, concise, calm will get you a long way. We talked about the clear communication already. Concise helps with that. Yeah. Giving too much information all in one go, mm -hmm. unfortunately, can diminish what you're saying. So it's the good old kiss, isn't it? Keep it simple, stupid, because that really helps people. And I was at an event yesterday uh, where Theo Smith, he's written the book on neurodiversity and, and he was speaking. And again, pe people that can get overwhelmed um, from a neurodiverse point of view, all of that information is mm -hmm. just going to switch them off. So if you can keep it as a simple message, then that's going to help you. So she talking a lot. Uh, but then I'm relating it into sections, hopefully to make it easy for people. So, yeah, the clearness, the concise. And then the calm. We There was Ollie Ollerton at the end, the guy from um, SAS. And he's talked about us always in this state 
of just survival. Our, our body is programmed to make us survive. So whatever we're doing, it's there to say, right, well, I've got you this far. We're going to carry on doing that. But unfortunately, that that kicking in of the fight, flight or freeze that he talked about. And when we're in difficult and stressful situations, it's just going to get worse. But he gave us a, a process to be able to do that. And the, the first one was just breathe. Just mm -hmm. breathe. And the box breathing. So I thought of you straight away when he started yeah. talking about it. Breathe in for three to four seconds. Hold it for three to four seconds. Out for three to four seconds. And then wait three to four seconds. So you've got that four, four corners of it. He said, the impact that has on your stress levels, because when we get to, we forget to breathe, it's it's yeah. obviously natural, but it's the shallow breathing that starts happening. So in stressful situations, and if you're a manager and you're having a conversation and it's getting a bit stressed, already preempt it with your team that whenever we get a little bit, mm. or it's all getting a bit too much, we're just going to take two minutes to do some box breathing. And it's amazing the impact that will then have on your body to calm everything down and get rid of all of, mm. all of those uh, um, all the adrenaline that's kicking in the cortisone that's gone way high I know this is an area for you isn't it fantastic that you're tapping into it absolutely brilliant so they are three brilliant tips and I'm so glad that you did the different types of communication there so thank you so much Angela for your wise words and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there saying I need to get in touch with Angela Cripps so where can people find you so you can either go to our two websites, so recruitinggym.com, and that will tell you all about us, or train.recruitinggym.com, and that will take you to all the courses and the training that we do. Uh, I'm Angela at recruitinggym.com, so that's easy enough, and I'm Angela Cripps on Twitter, on, um, on you said Skype then, does anyone use Skype anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Angela Cripps on WhatsApp, on Instagram. I'm, a, I'm an early adopter. So uh, LinkedIn, I'm usually at Angela Cripps on anything. You'll be able to find me. You are fantastic. So thank you, Angela, for your wise words. You have been amazing as always. And everybody take care and think about your communication. How are we going to make our communication clearer? Thank you and take care. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed the chat. If you found any of the tips useful, follow Mental Health Chats. Thank you.